Welcome to 12 Tribes of Israel Congregation. Visit us at riseisrael.com or 12t.co. Our toll-free number is 888-447-1695. You can email us at scribe at riseisrael.com. But let's keep reading for now. It says here, Then the king commanded and they brought Daniel and cast him to the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. So Darius the Mede, a man of another nation, had faith in the Most High. He said, look, the God that you always serve, that's why he was stressed out himself. Like, damn, what did I do? So the God that you serve, he will save you. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. They took Daniel and put him in the lion's den. They closed up the den. So he stuck there with the lion. And the king sealed it with his own signet, with the ring, so that that way they know that nobody opened it. If the signet stays intact, that means that nobody tampered with the rock, right? It says, and with the signet of his lords, not just his ring, but the ring of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him. And his sleep went from him. He couldn't even go to sleep thinking about all night. Damn, what's happening to Daniel right now? Did he get eaten? This is a man of another nation. This guy loved Daniel. Showing you when you're righteous, even your enemies will be at peace with you. You can imagine how much Daniel was making his life easy. How much Daniel was looking out for him. Giving him wisdom from the Lord. He's like, damn, everything this guy says is so smart scientific it's filled with wisdom and knowledge then the king in verse 19 says then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions early in the morning very early ran over there because he wanted to know what was the fate of daniel did he get eaten by the lions and when he came to the den he cried with a lamentable voice unto daniel when it says lamentable it meant that he was what crying he was sad Oh, Daniel, 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 screaming like that, right? And the king spake and said, Daniel, oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Right? Because he's questioning, maybe the most high didn't save Daniel. Then said Daniel unto the king, oh, king, live forever. Can you imagine from the other side of the rock. <laughs> oh, king, live forever. Oh, that's all he hears. <laughs> My God has sent in his angel and has shut the lion's mouths that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him, innocency was found in me. And also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. He believed in Yahweh. The Most High saved him. So Daniel told us that an angel shut the mouths of the lions. The lions didn't even try to do anything to him. He was just sitting there, waiting the night out. And the king commanded and brought those men which had accused Daniel. And they cast them into the den of lions, them 
their children, and their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces, or ever they came at the bottom of the den. So those that accused Daniel, they became what? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But the children didn't. Did the children also go with their parents, or they didn't know about it? The king, he decided that, to judge them. Right? He's not a king of Israel. He doesn't know our laws. Our law says what? That the children are not at fault. But he decided the wives, the children, all of them, just wipe them out. Try to kill an innocent man. So this is a bad generation. Your children probably coming out like you. Huh? Mm-hmm. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. And this happens many times in the book of Daniel, where laws were changed by the sheer power, the excellent power of the Most High, where the Most High at the end was what? Glorified. And no one, okay, no one questioned it afterwards. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, Men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. Woo! Who got glory? Yahweh got glorified. For he is the living God. And steadfast forever. His kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. And his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth. He worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth. Who have delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. Who have delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So what we learn from this is this. Romans chapter 13 and 1. This is what we learn. That basically obey the powers that be. As long as it does not cause you to sin. Obey the powers that be. As long as it does not cause you to sin. So let's go to Romans 13 verse 1. We have to understand that the Most High already gave us instructions on these things. When are we not to obey the laws of the land? When it causes us to what? Commit a sin. Now, when we ask that type of question, then you have an easier way to decide. Because the treasure is the fear of the Lord, the commandment. If it's not causing you to commit a sin, then why are you stressing about it? See what I'm saying? If it is going to cause you to commit a sin, then you have to take the actions like Daniel. Have faith in the Most High, and he will deliver you. Whatever the outcome may be, it is of who? The Most High. All right? Yes. So does that mean that if it tries to make you sin, you still obey the powers? No, no did Daniel obey Darius? No. Decree? Exactly. So if it's trying to cause you to commit a sin... You keep following the Most High. You don't follow, man. No matter what the other nations say, the Most High is God. Okay? So Romans 13 and 1, it says, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. And it says powers here means governments. For there is no power but of the Most High. Who set up Darius? It was the Most High that set him up. Remember when the hand of the angel in Daniel chapter 5 came out and said, Men and men to tell you, Farson. 
meaning that's it for you Babylonians, Darius is going to take over. So there's no government, there's no one that is set up in power if it wasn't intended by the Most High. The powers that be are ordained of the Most High. This is why we don't vote, because it's pointless. It's the Most High who chooses who's going to be in power. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, if you try to fight against the decisions of a government and is not against the Most High's laws, you resisteth the ordinance of the Most High. Then you're resisting the ordinance of God. So now let's use an example, right? A lot of us worry about um, testing. Cuomo's talking about testing. And, well, you might have to get tested. I said, okay, well, why are you stressing out about it? Is it happening yet? Is it reality? No, it's not. Right now, they're talking about it. So don't stress out about it. But then, as the night went on, I started thinking about it a little bit more. So what's the scripture say about this? What would be the scriptural answer for someone that would come to me and say the same question? And most I was like, hold up. You have taken many jobs where you had to be tested. And you didn't refuse. You wasn't bugging out about it. They could have used your DNA, your information, blah, 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 any way they wanted. You wasn't worried about it then. Some of us have taken jobs where we had to have what? Given a urine sample or some blood for them to check if we do drugs or whatever. Even in some cases, we had to give immunization cards and because we were in the world we had those the cards with those shots that were required for us to get those jobs testing is not an issue in any other situation so how can testing be an issue now you understand what i'm saying you got to think logical besides that i started researching i was like okay what if what if they their test is rigged where they try to say um you have the coronavirus or whatever well guess what no matter what the outcome is it's not something they could fire you from or discriminate and in fact you could question their testing method and get your own test and sue them if they what if they try to misuse the testing method okay i went to actual legal websites to read this i was reading it for a drug test, like if you go get a drug test and then they go, oh, there was marijuana in your in your pee or or in your hair or whatever they use for to test you, and you're like, I don't do that. What are you talking about? Then you can sue them and take a test from a, another location and actually get compensated and reinstated in your job or whatever, right? Because that happens to people, right? They might be taking some uh, legal so-called legal drugs that Esau gave him some what they call medicine <laughs> but it's actually drugs and when you get tested guess what oh you're doing this drug you got opiate in your you know opium in your blood or whatever you're like no I don't not realizing that those pills for that back pain or whatever it, that's what it is so now you get fired you could come back with your doctor's note you could come back and take a test and sue them Riches, riches upon riches, billions upon millions, or oh, a thousand air, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Become a thousand air.
But the point is that why worry about the testing? You have to understand that in the situation where testing could happen and you have a stability in your household could continue and all it takes is to get tested, why not do it? Instead of creating a situation where you make it difficult for yourself and it was not really because of the Lord. It was because of insecurities and worries of, you know, worldly influence. So that's why the scripture says, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Because then at that point, the Lord is not fighting for you because you ain't fighting for a law of the Most High. Now, if they tell you, you got to get a vaccination because you came out positive, like they might try to be slick that way. This is where you fight it. This is when you fight it because if the vaccination has unclean ingredients, you cannot take it. It's just that plain and simple. And you cannot be a guinea pig for no damn job. Your body is more important than a few dollars. So you understand what I'm saying? This is That's two major differences. Being forced to take a vaccination that could be making you unclean or taking a test to see if you have it. And if you had it, then you quarantine for 14 days. You quarantine for 14 days and you get paid. Yay! Free money! <laughs> it's a vacation. Two-week vacation, baby. You ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> From my example, and I'm sure it's in some of your households, right? Some of y'all asked me this question. I'm going to follow what the scriptures say. Because the scripture tells us, for rulers are not a terror to good works. But to the evil, but to him that commits sin. Will thou then be not afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. That's what Daniel received, praise. For he is the minister of Yahweh, to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God. A revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. In other words, when we start thinking the governor, the governor, the governor, the governor, you're forgetting Yahweh, who ordains everything. You're forgetting conscience sake, the most high. Christ is the ones in power. Let's go from here to the book of Peter's, 1 Peter's. So 1 Peter's chapter 2, and we're going to read from verse 13. 1 Peter's 2 and 13. Think about it this way, right? When it comes to this coronavirus thing. Some of you are going to work right now, or are still currently employed, and you have already been, to some extent, obedient to the decrees and the ordinances that would have been made by the government, by the New York state government or by the federal government or by whatever state you live in, just like it says here to do. In 1 Peter 2.13, it says, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. So some of you have been wearing masks, right? But the fact that you've been wearing a mask is basically what? Saying that you're obedient to the government to the decrees because you want your job. Otherwise, you would not have been wearing a mask at all. 
following their social distancing and all that stuff in any fashion or form or anywhere. Like it happened to me today. Be able to purchase what I need. If I had my own farm, I wouldn't be following anybody else's rules. The hell with your mask. The hell with your social distancing. I've got my acres of land. You can't even come in. But the scripture says submit yourselves to every ordinance of men. So when you are in captivity, that's part of being in captivity. It says for the Lord's sake. It's for the Most High's sake. Whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors. That's what Cuomo is. He's a governor. As unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers. And for the praise of them that do well. For soil is the will of the Most High. That with well doing. You put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. You put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Meaning by the wisdom of the Most High. You show how stupid they are. As free. And not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness. But as servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants be subject to your masters with all fear. Your masters are your bosses, your employers. If you have employers and you're working and you're worrying about where your next check is coming, that's that fear. <laughs> that's that fear. So in other words, you have to be subject. What does it mean subject? Obedient. There was this... um. I forgot what comedy skit or who was that did it, but he was talking about the difference between white people and black people when it comes to the job. How black people be telling their bosses, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Like, they act with no fear. While white people be gasping like, oh, did he just talk to the boss like that? I would never dare to do that. They see what? Those people that do that, they've been around Edomites, seeing Edomites that are not like that, that are not normal, that don't obey their bosses, and that be screaming at their bosses. And like I see some Italians do that in certain jobs. And the boss be afraid to ask them to do things. So they lay on you that are obedient all the responsibility. So that's why you get Jake that they forget they're in captivity. They forget that it's to the Lord that they're doing it. They forget that they have to be a good example. So they they end up going, I'm not doing that. I don't care what you say. But when they got on the employment line, that's when they're like, oh, damn, I should have kept my mouth quiet. Damn, my unemployment is about to run out and all that stuff. I've never been fired for disobedience ever because I didn't want to do my job. But I have been fired for not be willing to break the laws of the most high. It's a difference. Because when you get fired for... Not breaking the laws of the Most High is a whole nother ball game. The Most High will fight for you and he will reward you. But when you get fired because you don't want to do what your, your master, because that's what it is. Your master say, that's when you feel it. You know what I'm saying? The worries come, the thoughts. Now, let me tell you something, right? A few weeks back, we were talking about how in slavery, people would get hired out to a job. And they will work that job for a whole year. So you, let's say you're a carpenter. You will work for a store building furniture for a whole year. But your real master, he's the one getting the pay. And you might get some chump change. That shows the same. We're in the same situation. We're in the same boat. That's like the sharecropping. 
sharecropping, you did the majority of the work, but the boss is the one that gets what? The profits. It's the same thing with your jobs. In your job, you have the skill that you could take somewhere else and make humongous amounts of profit for yourself. But what happens is that when you don't have money to start your own business, you have no choice but to work for someone. And you stay there because of the stability that you have working in that place. It says here, servants be subject unto your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, because that to that one, we oh, yeah, yeah, I love my boss, my boss, hey, boss man, love you, man, I do whatever you say, you want me to do the dishes, okay, you want me to get your coffee, okay, you want me to sweep, okay, but what about when the scripture says, but also to the froward? That means to the perverse, to the wicked one. You get that type of boss that always mistreating you, cursing you out, calling you out of your name, have you work, doing things that is not even your job. I want you to sweep this room, but I'm a tech. <laughs> I'm not a janitor. What the hell, man? I don't care. Get those peanuts off the floor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Guess what? Sometimes you got to swallow that pride. And get those peanuts off the floor. You put those peanuts in the floor anyway. When I say peanuts, I'm not talking about actual little peanuts, you know. Remember the things when we get the boxes that be like little um, white to cover, to protect the, the things in the box? They call those peanuts also. All right, you get it? Yeah. Okay. For this is thanksworthy. This is the most I would thank you. If a man for conscious towards God, because it's conscious towards who? The most high. You endure grief, suffering wrongfully. So even though you're suffering wrongfully, you, you're not at fault. And you're like, damn, man. Why are they mistreating me? I'm... Listen, Christ was mistreated. What sin did he commit? Can you compare your suffering to his? Was you nailed to the cross? Was a thorn of crown put in your head? Were you beat with whips that had razors at the end of it? Can I tell did they pull your beard? Did they hit you with a stick in the face? Were you mocked and ridiculed? None of those things happened to you. So your suffering, like we read on the new moon, is light. Light. If you had the Love and Basketball song, you know, play the MC Light John. Light as suffering. <laughs> light as suffering. Uh, like to eat. <laughs> is that light? How she starts off with the, it's a simile. I forgot how she was, I forgot. Anyway, let's move on, move on, move on. I listen to too many things. So it says here, for what glory is it when you buffeted for your faults? When you get smacked and it was your fault, what glory is in that? You take it patiently and you're like, pa, pa. But it was your fault. Of course you got to take it patiently. It was your fault. But if when you do well, and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with the Most High. And that's the point. We have to remember we are in captivity. You will not be able to escape the curses, period. You will not be able to escape the tribulation, period. The fact that you're keeping the commandments, that, that means that the Most High is being merciful to you and gracious to you, where your voice might be heard at your jobs, and you might have it somewhat easy compared to a lot of Jake. Be grateful with what you got. 
Accept the stability that you have and don't create for yourself a situation where you're going to be to blame for not having the means to provide for yourself. So that's why it says here, for even hereunto were ye called. For this is the reason you were called into the truth. Remember, we committed mass sins in the world. So sometimes the most I put us to things to remind us how wicked we were. To show us, this is why you keep the commandments. To teach us humility. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. So let's follow the footsteps of Christ. Keep the commandments. Be in wisdom. You saw our king, he had no worries. He submitted to whatever the Lord put him through. So be of like mind. With that, I'm going to give all praise and honor to the Most High Christ. I hope class was comforting. I hope it was edifying. It built you up. Nehemiah lay hands on them if they come to sell With this word, man, we don't fool with Line upon line, we set the script On this foundation, watch how you lay your brick One king joined to one stick Praise the Lord when your heart is fixed Keep your oil in your wick lit Remember we gifted Keep holy hands lifted And walk with brothers and sisters of the same mind that are committed Had not been the Lord who was on our side Our main issue Had not been the Lord who's on our side When man rose against us Follow us up quick when the wrath was kindled against us. The waters have overwhelmed us, the stream has gone over our souls, and the proud waters have gone over our souls. Blessed be the Lord, who have not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of a snare, out of follows. The snare is broken, and we all escape. Our help is in the name of the Lord, Yahweh, who made heaven and earth.